0: Hello and welcome back to the Talking Sense podcast. Talking Sense is a project held in conjunction with the Ashmolean Museum and it's all about thinking about the senses in a museum setting in relation to objects that are on permanent exhibition in the museum. In episode one, we talked you through all of the aims of the project Talking Sense. In episode two, Johnny and I spoke about the workshop days and what a workshop day is like in the Talking Sense project. In the following podcasts, you'll be hearing recordings of the gallery talks which are the culmination of the Talking Sense project. And in this podcast episode, Yayoi Taramoto Kimura, a DPhil candidate in computational neuroscience, will be talking as part of her talk title, Stripping Back to Sharpen the Senses, A Holy Face in a Waterfall Vase, with Eleanor Townsend, a DPhil candidate in History of Art. Yayoi's work on this project focuses on how artists can engage our senses by deliberately focusing on an artificial and pared down approach. She will explore such artistic intention through a 20th century vase from Japan. Hi, uh, my name is Yayoi Teramoto, and I am finishing my PhD in computational and neuroscience, studying how uh, the part of the brain of the mouse that gets inputs from the whiskers uh, develops and forms connections. And I was very excited to be part of Talking Sense because I don't usually get to talk to people who are not neuroscientists, and it's been a great experience. Um, and in my gallery talk, uh, the theme that we decided to talk about was stripping back to sharpen the senses. And my partner, Eleanor, was going to do this by talking about a picture of a holy face. And you should check out her podcast uh, if you're interested in that. But in my gallery talk, uh, I'm going to focus on a vase about a waterfall. So before I start talking about the object, I just want you to take a minute and just think back to a time that you went to a waterfall. So think about what it sounds like, any sensations that you had when you were there, uh, what the smells were like, how did it look? I'm Just gonna give you a few seconds to just close your eyes and imagine that. Hopefully that was enough time. I'm going to bring you back into the recording now. From my experience, I find that uh, waterfalls are quite loud. So, you know, you see the water falling and as you approach, it just gets really, really loud. And because of the water hitting the rocks, there's sometimes a bit of mist. So you might feel a little bit of like the drops hitting your face. Um, And it smells very fresh because there's usually tropical jungle around it or something. And it's a very multi-sensory experience. And depending on the waterfall, you can sometimes even walk behind it or walk under the waterfall. Uh, So how do you capture that into an object? And the vase that I chose does something very creative with it. It makes the vase into the waterfall itself. So if you can imagine a vase, which is mostly like a tall cylinder, Uh, This vase has vertical lines uh, that basically represent the water falling and at the base, it kind of widens a little bit and it has a couple of pictures of rocks and you get a lot of waves um, being drawn and this is what gives it this kind of dynamic sense of water falling and it completely excludes everything in the landscape so there's no river uh, there there's no foliage around it i think the way that it's displayed in the case um, all you see is a rock and the waterfall Uh, even though on the other side there's like maybe three leaves next to a rock so there is a little bit of plants in there i found this to be amazing because you can imagine if you had this vase in your house, and you were putting water in it, it would, you would hear the water falling, and you would see like the waterfall, and it would also be this kind of illusion of, and play around the concept of water. So if you look at the image, or the picture of the vase, uh, you can see that the water splashing doesn't look very realistic all the waves look a bit stylized and it might remind you of other pieces of Japanese art. So a famous one that most people might be familiar with is a wood uh, woodblock print, uh, the Great Wave off Kanagawa by the artist Hokusai. And if you've seen it, you, you'll know what I mean, uh, but it has these kind of curly depictions of waves that give you this sense of things are like really hitting with force and splashing off in all directions. Now I want to talk a little bit about the experience that you would have in the museum as you're walking through. So you go up two flights of stairs in the Ishmaelian and you turn left into uh, gallery 36. And it's quite small and dark and there are these three pieces right next to each other. And all of them are made in the same way. So they're all cloisonne enamel, And one of them is this space. Uh But all three of them are playing with water. And I think they do so very differently, and, but they all have the sense of stripping back something about it to emphasize something about the quality of water. So in this one we've just talked about, it strips everything back and there's just the waterfall. In the one right next to it, it's also a vase, uh, but it looks more like a flask that has a little window and inside you see fish swimming. And the one next to it is a bowl, which you might put water in, and it has a border of um, irises, and inside it has a painting of a fish. So if you put water in there, you might even kind of see the fish moving because of the effects of the water. And a little bit about the techniques for all of these three. So the three objects here were made by three master cloisonne enamelers in Japan and they were made in the early 1900s. So this was during the Meiji period, where Japan was finally opening up towards the west, and all of or a lot of the NML that was being produced in Japan was being exported. Uh, and the way that it's made is you have a metal base, and you put the wires on, and then start filling the space between the wires with NML and firing it so that it glues onto the substrate and then you sand it down so that it's the nice shiny images that you're seeing and there was a lot of innovation during this period which was also fueled by this desire to kind of open up and and innovate and modernize japan but all of this that i'm describing i'm probably not doing it much justice so i hope that this is a an invitation for you to actually go to the Ishmael Museum, go to Gallery Thirty Six, and experience this yourself, and see whether you agree with uh, my interpretation of these plays on water and depicting water, and how these three very creative artists have taken advantage of the medium, plays on the animal, and maybe challenged the ways that we experience water in our day-to-day lives. For further reading about this podcast and all of the podcasts in this series please see the attached bibliographies in the show notes music for the show was by david hillowitz moment of truth piano version provided by freemusicarchive.org this podcast was presented edited and produced by me christy Calloway gale and me johnny lawrence thank you for listening goodbye